Nurse.com is proud to be a sponsor of the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. As the premier destination for nursing knowledge and resources, Nurse.com supports your passion for healthcare with an unrivaled collection of tools, articles, and courses tailored for the nursing community. Get your daily dose of things you need to know for your nursing journey. Discover the world of nursing like never before with Nurse.com. Empower your practice, advance your career, and enrich your knowledge. Nurse.com. It's your nurse life all in one place. You're listening to Ask Nurse Alice, presented by Nurse.org, where Alice Benjamin combines no-nonsense advice with thought-provoking interviews. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Ask Nurse Alice podcast, the show where we talk about anything and everything nursing and healthcare related. I'm your host, Alice Benjamin, clinical nurse specialist, family nurse practitioner, and chief nursing officer at Nurse.org. And I got a question for you. And that question is, Do you ever feel guilty about calling in sick? Well, if I can answer that question, honestly, I'll say yes. It feels like I always feel guilty for calling in sick, even when I'm really sick. Now, if you're someone who's like, you know what? I booked a vacation and my PTO was denied, so I'm calling in sick anyways. Okay, that's one thing. You might feel some guilt because you're being a little dishonest there. Yes, let's admit it. However, if you're really sick, you shouldn't feel. You shouldn't feel guilty at all, but we're made to feel guilty. And I think that's because most nurses, we are in this profession because we care. We're here to service others. You know, we know what it's like working short staff. And quite honestly, we kind of sometimes feel like we're not going to be believed anyways. Even if we're legit sick, if we call in sick, they're going to say, oh, they're not really sick. Like, because they can't see us. They can't hear us. They don't know what we're, we feel like we're just calling to say that we're sick. And unless you're doing a... (coughs) I'm sick. Unless you're like doing that, if you're talking in like your normal, regular voice, but let's say your ankle's swollen because you twisted it and you fell off of a kitchen chair trying to reach for something high in the cabinet, like they don't see that. You can explain it to them, but the receiver on the other end, for the most part, is likely experiencing some disappointment and upset that, oh, shoot. Here we go. Short staff, another nurse, you know, call the registry or let's see, let's call the float pool or, you know, seeing what they can do. And it's because of their priorities and their frustrations of trying to move around and find staff and adequately get the department staffed that their priorities, which are not your priorities, don't match. They're not aligned. So it can come off as if they don't believe you or they might say, Or I don't know that, you know what? I don't think that they really do this anymore, but you let me know. Let us know in the comments. Do they ask you why you're sick? So most places, the places I've worked, they're just calling in sick, can't make it. And technically, I don't need to explain why. I'm just saying I'm calling out sick. But I understand in some states, they might ask, why are you calling in sick? Or we used to use the term kin care, right? Calling my son sick or my mom sick something to that effect. We're going to take care. We need to take care of an immediate family member and therefore cannot be there. And again, let me remind you that your priorities of healing from whatever illness you're going through, or you're taking care of someone who's going through something like your family member or something like that, that's a priority. That's a priority. So you can't feel bad that you're staying home to take care of someone because you work in a profession where you take care of others. You're still being a nurse. 
You're still nursing. You're still caring for someone. You're just not caring for someone at your hospital. And truth be told, many of these places are large organizations. They should be able to make do, make shift, whatever they got to do. But you heard the saying, one monkey don't stop the show. Just because you call out because you have an emergency should not shut down an entire hospital. But we feel guilty. We feel guilty about that. I was reading, doing some research on this topic, and there was a survey conducted by one poll. And the survey found that 55% of people are required to provide their managers with a specific reason for calling in sick. Now, this isn't exclusive to nursing. This is just professions in general. And of this group, two in three reported feeling like their bosses never believe the reason. Now, ain't that some shit? (laughs) I mean, it's one thing to like, you already don't want to call in, but then to have someone feel like someone doesn't believe you when, especially in nursing, we are the most trusted profession. Um, That sucks, right? And as a result of that, because people don't like that feeling, um, there's almost like a pressure to not call in sick. And you know, attendance policies, this one occurrence, two occurrence, three occurrence, and like all of that kind of stuff. If you're sick, man, it feels like an illness, which I already don't want to feel, can actually jeopardize my job if I call out too many times. But anyways, as a result of that, um, and in this survey, respondents admitted to going to work still, even while sick, on an average of three times within the last year. Also, nearly three in five even confessed to pushing themselves to clock in, even if their symptoms were, you know, so, 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 so bad. Now that sucks. That sucks to have to be at work, not feel well, and have to care for others. How do you do that? How do you do that? I understand we are in a selfless profession. We are here to do things that patients can't do for themselves. We're here to advocate. But damn, where's the advocate for the nurse, right? Where's the advocate for the nurse? So let me jump into a story of mine. So you guys know I got the juicy stories. So um, some of you may not know, but I took a little pause in podcast. I just really wasn't feeling well. I actually got um, a sty on my right eye. Now we know a sty is not necessarily anything that you need to call out for, especially in nursing, unless it's really impacting your vision. And it wasn't the sty, although cosmetically it looked yucky, but um, it was bothersome, but you know, it wasn't an issue for me. And, but I think, I forget what day it was. I think it was like maybe a Wednesday. But then when I woke up Thursday, the eye was swollen. I guess I'd been scratching it. I don't know what happened, but my eye was swollen. My eyelid was fat. It was reddened. My eye was, the whites of my eye were reddened. It was really itchy. It felt like not only my eyelids, but it was like, feel like it's going into my forehead, going into like the side of my face and into my cheek. My preauricular lymph nodes and my cervical lymph nodes on that right side were swollen. I felt like a little itch in my throat. And I was like, oh my God, what's happening? I got cellulitis in the face. Like, I'm worried. I'm worried, right? Because I'd had a sty before, but I'd never had an infection or anything like that. Yeah, so I didn't. But anyways, I went to urgent care. They said, oh, and listen, we're going to have to do a whole nother episode on urgent cares. But they gave me an erythromycin ointment to rub my eye. They said, oh, well, it's inflamed. Let's put this on. And I don't want to give you any orals. Let's work with this. And if it doesn't work, we'll we'll give you something else. (sighs) You know, those providers, they just give you a little bit and then want you to come back, come back, come back. Just give it all to me. And if I don't need it, I won't take it. Save me some time. But anyways, I have this erythromycin ointment. I put it on my eye. Y'all, I'm allergic to erythromycin ointments. So my face breaks out in a rash. I got a rash on my eyelid, a rash on like the, the inner part of my eye and nose. It's going down into my cheek. I'm like, this is the worst. This is the worst. But 
I went to urgent care on Thursday. I got the erythromycin. So the following morning, Friday, I wake up and it feels like it's worse and it's itchy and it's rashy now. So I was supposed to start a new assignment that Monday. And so what I did is I already looked in my eye. I'm like, ain't no way in 48 hours that this is going to go down for me to be at work. Now, here's the thing. Airway's fine. Breathing's fine. Circulation's fine. I can, you know, move my hands and feet and all that kind of stuff, but my eye was swollen. So really like I could see out of my left eye, but my right eye vision was blurred as puppy. It hurt. I actually was starting to get headaches. And I'm like, I'm going to work like this, not just because of what I looked like, but it was, it was itchy on my face. It was swollen. And like, I really had to focus on, I got to squint my eye to like vision and see right. And I'm like, ain't no way I'm donning a dolphin PPE and letting patients really have the confidence in me when I'm looking like who did it and what for. And so it was a Friday, supposed to start this assignment on Monday. I call in to say, you know, hi, this is Alice. I'm supposed to start this assignment on Monday. However, you know, I got this eye infection and I'm not going to be able to start work on Monday. So I was wondering if I could delay my start. It almost sounded like I was quitting a job. They're like, you're already calling in sick. You haven't even started yet. Listen, that lady was all kind of B words in my head. She was I'm not going to say it on the podcast. I'm going to try to keep it PG, but I'm like, is she saying this over the phone? I promise you, I promise you. Had I FaceTimed her? No questions asked. No questions asked, but I shouldn't have to, right? I shouldn't have to. And I explained to her, I said, I'm calling in because I feel like it, I want to make sure that the um, site has time proper opportunity to plan for staffing and things because I don't anticipate the swelling going down. I mean, right now I even went back to the doctors and I didn't need to tell her this. So I didn't tell her this, but in my head, I'm sharing with y'all kind of being transparent that Friday I had went to the emergency room. They gave me, what did I have? I got Reglan, I got prednisone and I got Benadryl 50. I was already taking Benadryl on my own, but they gave me more Benadryl, but it was the prednisone and the um, Reglan. Was it Reglan? Pepsi? I forget. But they gave me something. I knew what it was and they gave it to me. So it was appropriate. But I had those type of medications. They said, well, we don't necessarily want to give you steroids to take beyond today, but let's see how it goes over the weekend and come Monday. If you really, you know, we'll see how it goes. But your swelling should go down. Just keep your eye clean and dry and, you know, just kind of rest your, in so many ways, rest your eye. <laughs> like what? Right? So rest your eye. Um, because, you know, reading, trying to read, especially focusing with that eye, gave me a headache that worsened it. And my face was really swollen. So I was actually putting ice packs and stuff to help make the swelling go down on my face. It was a hot mess. It was a hot mess. Over the phone, right? Can you believe this? So I hadn't even started this assignment. I was made to feel guilty. And I was just like, oh, this sucks. I already don't feel good. And you're making me feel bad. It's like, you haven't even started. And you're already calling out sick. That was a little like um, gaslighty-ish. I felt like, but listen up, I wasn't going because especially, I, I mean, even to put a mask on, like my cheek literally was swollen. So to put a mask on and how that fits on your face wasn't going to work. And listen, my eye was itchy. I had rashes. Like I had to protect my eye and I wasn't going to go into an environment where, you know, I touch something and it make it worse because pretty sure with my lymph nodes swollen on that side, immune system was ramped up to fight off that infection. I wasn't going to expose myself to something else on top of that. Okay, just wasn't gonna do it. So I felt guilty. I felt she made me feel guilty at first, but then I thought to myself, well, not just thought to myself, I looked at myself. I literally looked at my face and was like, Alice, 
There is nothing wrong with you calling in sick. You should not feel guilty for it. But here's the question. Why? Why do we feel guilty? Why do we dread making that phone call? Why do we procrastinate? Even when we're sick, you're like, I don't want to call in. I don't know. I'm going to call in. You know, I got to call in at least two or four hours before shift. And then like we're looking at the clock, like clock, like it's a countdown, like, oh gosh, I got to call in. I got to call in by this time before I call. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And we wait. And I think it's almost like a hamster wheel. If you don't feel well and you know that you're not going in for that shift, just call. Don't wait till last minute to call. Just call. I don't care if it's the day before. I don't care if you just get off a of shift. You're on your way home. You're like, no, I don't feel good. I ain't going to make it tomorrow. Call in because this allows the organization to have more time to find someone to replace you, to better prepare. Like if they're not going to have the staff nurses, maybe they block off some beds. Maybe they, you know, I don't know, they, but they make adjustments. They float people or, you know, they move around nurses based on skill mix and stuff like that. And, you know, they... Hell, somebody might be coming off of orientation early to take your assignment. Who knows? But they make accommodations. But when we call in last minute, when we only call in, like in a minimum, I think where most places here where I've worked recently, you got to call in at least two hours before your shift. To me, calling in two hours before your shift, you know, you know well before two hours before your shift, if you're sick, that you don't feel well. Now that might change a little bit if you're caring for someone else or an emergency happens, like, oh shoot, I got to call in. And there might be times where you can't give two hours. The shit just happens right then and there. I've literally been on my way out the door and then like, this is when my kids were little, like they would fall and like bump their head and all of a sudden like they're bruised and like scratching, bleeding and all this kind of stuff. They're collaring and then I got a big knot on their forehead and it's like, I can't leave my kid looking like this. I can't, I can't. But you're made to feel guilty because you didn't call in in the two hour time frame. Well, shit, that was an emergency and emergencies will happen. Hell, I fucking work in the emergency care d- department. I know emergencies happen. These are unplanned events, but I go back, it goes back to say, never, ever, ever feel guilty when you must take care of yourself or an immediate family member. Because I'll tell you this, sometimes we can confuse things. Some things are urgent and some things are important. Just because something is urgent, meaning it has to be done right away, doesn't mean it's important. However, if something's important, it doesn't matter the urgency. It's important. That's what I'm going to do first. So like to kind of break that down, let's say you have your project, you have a project that's due, right? And it's due at midnight. It's urgent. It's due at midnight. It has to be done. Um, but your husband gets into a car accident. Your paper's due at midnight. It's urgent. There's a timeline. But your husband just got in a car accident. What the fuck? I'm gonna go with my husband in the emergency room for 200, Bill. Like that's what I'm doing because that's what's important. And I can't feel guilty that I didn't turn a paper in by midnight. You know, hopefully the person on the other end can exercise some grace and some forgiveness because life doesn't always go by the books. It doesn't always go by the rules. And we have to be flexible and lenient and understanding, not only for ourselves, not only do we want it, but when it happens the other way around, we have to exercise that to other people. So if you want people to be gracious and uh, patient and understanding with you, you also have to exercise that. Um, That requires really good communication and some empathy there. And so to get back to why we feel guilty, I want to break down some, some terminology. So 
a sick day guilt. So when we break down sick call guilt, what is it, right? Well, you're sick. You're not feeling well. Um, you're looking at the clock. You're like, oh my gosh, I need to call in, but I know they're all, you know, and, but you're thinking like, oh my gosh, they're short staff. What are they going to do? Like, I can't, oh my gosh, this is going to be my third occurrence. And like, you're feeling guilty. You're feeling guilty about actually doing something for yourself. But here's the thing. You can't feel guilty. You can't. The only person who can make you feel guilty is yourself, your conscience. So you need to reframe your thought process. You first need to be honest with yourself. Okay. Why do I feel guilty? Why are you being your most inner critic when it's very important that you listen to your body? It knows what's best and it's trying to tell you something. It's telling you to rest, recuperate, take care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of someone else. And then we also need to reevaluate our goals and our workload. So if you don't feel well and you call out one day, is that really going to be the death of you on your evaluation? I don't think so. What is a missed day, one or two or three missed days at work really going to do? Is it significantly going to change your position at work? Is it going to change your salary at work? Does it significantly change the workload of your peers who are at work? Does it? It doesn't. So it's not, you need to reevaluate the, what you feel will be a burden to your colleagues that it won't be. If they, if you, listen, if your best buds at work, if your, your work wife, your work husband know that you're sick, they want you to stay home and get better. They don't want you at work. Okay? So reevaluate that. Stop being your worst critic when it comes to things like this. And listen, we all struggle. We all struggle. We're all going to have a day where we don't feel well physically or mentally and just need a day off to ourselves. Something's come up. Um, I ate some bad spaghetti. Someone's kid is sick. They have asthma. Like, listen, we've all had some issues. We've all been through ups and downs. Let's have some grace for each other. You have grace for your colleagues when they call out sick. They'll have some grace for you when you call out sick. And listen, again, your absence is not going to make or break a unit. I promise you. Sometimes it feels like it because when you're at work, you're working short staff and you hate it. I know you hate it. But listen, that's a whole nother issue that needs to be fixed. You going to work while you're sick is not going to fix it. Stop trying to put a little finger in the hole in the dam because that's not going to fix it. And matter of fact, it will probably make you worse. It'll delay your ability to heal. If you're sick, you really kind of need to rest and focus on yourself. Let's say you have a bad ankle. You need to not be walking on it. You got coughs and sniffles. Don't nobody want your little viruses and your droplets all over the place. Like my situation, eye infection. For those of you who are listening, you can't really see me, but like I'm winking my eye. I'm blinking a lot. Like, and then I had a swollen like right side face. You couldn't even take me serious as a healthcare provider telling you what you need to do for yourself because you'd be looking at me like, and why are you here today? Because you look like you need to be home. You look like you need to be the patient today. So we all struggle. And here's another thing. It is not, let me repeat for the people in the back. <clears throat> it is not a sign of weakness if you call in six. Who gives a damn what they're going to be saying at the in the break room? Oh, you know, Alice called in sick. Yeah, so something with her eye. I don't know. I think she got cancer. Got com- Listen, first off, my name should not be in your mouth. Second of all, don't worry about what I do because what I do is what I do. You worry about yourself. And you know what? The next day is going to be a whole nother topic of discussion. Nobody is keeping tabs on your call outs. They're not. Now, if you're someone who's a serial, serial, serial call out, 
something. I don't know. That might be a whole nother situation, but I'm just saying, if you are legit sick, it's not a sign of weakness. It's not a sign like I can't handle myself. I can't handle myself because I'm sick. I got an eye infection. Okay. My ankle's swollen. I can't walk on it. Like my son has asthma. He needs his breathing treatments and I got to give it to him because he's a kid and he can't do it for himself. Like it's not a sign of weakness. It's actually the very opposite. It's a sign of strength that you are advocating for yourself. And if you listen, it's always easy to advocate for someone else. How many times can we advocate for ourselves? How, and you listen, you ain't got to tell me, but you can tell yourself, you know, how many times was there something that you needed or you wanted to do, but you didn't speak up. And so you just suffered and settled through it and it brought you unhappiness. The real advocate's going to speak up. You're going to be strong and you're going to advocate for what's right. And what's right is that if you're sick, that you stay home and you take care of yourself. So when we're looking at um, sick, sick, so when we're looking at sick call guilt, it's so important for us to recognize that, listen, you could be a new nurse, uh, experienced nurse, a senior nurse. Um, you could be someone in leadership. It doesn't matter. And even for people who are listening who aren't nurses, in your profession, doesn't matter how long you've been in the profession. Many times we will feel some form of guilt when there's calling in, especially if you know that there's a project on the table, something's happening. But listen, your absence to take care of yourself is not going to make or break anything. And let's say, let, let me just put this out there just in case for those people like, well, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if there was a major presentation project that was going down and the day that you had to call out? What is nursing? Nursing is 24 seven. You're going to pass that damn baton to the next shift, right? Well, you're going to pass that damn baton to the next person on your team. Somebody else can do it. And if you're in a position, a unique position where only you can do it, only you know the information, well, by golly gee, wizard, they just going to have to wait. Is it that important? Is it that important that people can't understand and have grace that someone is sick? I think they do. And also, let me say something about sick call guilt. When you call out sick, you're sick. Something that struck a chord with me, um, I'm going to go back to my, my story here, guys. Something that struck a chord with me is that I delayed the uh, the start of my new assignment, right? Okay. I told you my eye was swollen. It's itchy. I got a rash on my face. My lymph node's swollen. My throat is kind of itchy. And then I don't know. I feel like I'm starting to feel like I got a tickle in my ear. Like my whole right side of my face is taken out. Like, Lord. And so I delayed my start date. And then here's the thing, though. They were sending me all kinds of emails that like on Monday and, you know, the day after, like, all these things they wanted me to do. Listen, when I call out sick, I'm sick. Don't be expecting me to read no emails. Don't be expecting me to fill out no damn forms. Don't expect me to do any of that stuff if I called out sick. And especially I'm not on the clock and I'm getting paid. So that's another thing. When you call out sick, you're sick. Now, some people, depending on your role as in your the job that you have, some people might be able to work from home. And in those instances, you know, you can be, that's your judgment call, but Maybe you're too sick to actually go in the office, but you're well enough where you can still do some things at home and you can do it via email. If you feel like you could do that, that's fine. But here's the thing. Don't feel pressured to do so. When you are sick, you are sick. When I'm up at work, I'm at work. So unless you have a, a unique position that allows you to do hybrid work from home, do some things from home while you are recuperating, 
you know, you shouldn't feel guilty about not working while you're at home. Don't feel obligated that, well, I got to do this and I got to do this when I'm at home since I couldn't make it in the office. That's what out of office email response, auto responses are for. That's what voicemail is for. You can leave a message. I'll get back to you the next business day. And some of you are like, Alice, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. Listen, I understand. So staff nurses, let me break this up. Staff nurses, we might not have that luxury, right? You're either working on the floor or you're not working on the floor. So that's kind of more clean cut, easy to do. If you are maybe still a staff nurse, but you're doing, you know, you do education or training or stuff like that. You might be able to do some stuff at home, but then that's a conversation that you have with your employer, because if you're going to be doing that, you're on the clock still. You're just working remotely. That's a that's different than calling out sick. You might have that relationship with your employer where you can work home. And, and that's a different situation. But I'm talking about purely I'm calling out sick. I can't do nothing for you, but take care of myself in those situations. I want you to feel empowered and to not feel guilty, to not feel scared, to call in as soon as you know. And now I'm starting to think that more employers are, since they're never going to have it their way, are like, look, as soon as you know, let us know so we can plan. They've learned that that peer pressure shit is not going to work. So you might as well plan accordingly. So the minute you don't feel well and actually plan ahead, I think I actually believe that's an attribute of a true leader, a nurse as nurses, we are all leaders, but when you have the foresight to anticipate and listen, we're healthcare providers, you can anticipate a projected length of illness based on the disease process. Yes, you can. Just like they can approximate, oh, they're here for pneumonia. Approximate length of stay is going to be three days. Like you can project, you can, you know. So let's say like with my eye thing, I'm like, it was Friday. My eye was really jacked up. I'm like, Mm-mm, this is going to be at least a good five days. And so that was going to be midweek, but I'm like, I'm starting a new position, a new assignment. I'm just going to ask, let's put it off a week because I'm going to get better, but then I'm also going to have some things at home personally that I need to catch up on because I wasn't able to do them because of my eye. So I said, can I delay my start a week? And that's what I did. That's exactly what I did. They did send me these emails and stuff that I'll really, I'll be honest. I didn't get to that shit till Friday, till the very end of the week. They were sending it to me Monday, Tuesday. I said, I can't see. It's too hard. I can't do it right now. And I waited. I waited till that Friday to do them. And that's fine because I wasn't on the clock. You weren't paying me. You can't make me do something I wouldn't. Please, please. And I know new nurses, I know you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till I have that confidence. I, I can't wait till I feel you know, empowered enough to say that. I am giving you the permission. I am encouraging you. I am inviting you to act like you belong. You do belong. You are confident. You are empowered. You have every single right to advocate for yourself. I don't care if you just passed your NCLEX yesterday, Okay. And even those for those listening who aren't even nurses yet, maybe you're a nursing student, advocate for yourself in whatever position or job that you're in. When you are ill or you're taking care of someone else, you have the right. You have the right. It is actually your number one job to take care of yourself before you take care of someone else, before you go to a job. Because at the job, you're just an FTE. I hate to say that because it's like, oh, we value our employees. Yeah, you do. But I'm an FTE. I'm an employee number. As soon as you hired me, I could be fired and there's already 10 more nurses in orientation ready to take my spot. And I hate to think of it that way, but you know what? We've not been valued. Let's be honest. We did the state of nursing survey. Several of us didn't feel valued. Okay. Several of us don't feel valued. Even now we don't. Now that's a whole culture change that we have to work on. But if anything, if you don't feel like this from your employer, 
Also reevaluate the employer and where you work. Hopefully, hopefully you are working somewhere or going to school somewhere where you feel aligned with their priorities and you feel valued, you feel appreciated, you feel heard, you feel seen. Because when you don't feel well, you got to put yourself first. And any good teacher, any good employer should be aligned with that. And if they're not, we're going to have some explaining to do. They're going to have some explaining to do because there's no way. I'm not putting no damn paper. I'm not putting no damn project. I'm putting none of that before my own health and wellness, especially that of my family and my close friends, people I'm responsible for, for taking care of home. That's my first job. That's my first job. This hospital shit, that's job number two or three or whatever. You know, I got many jobs. Hey, I will leave here in a heartbeat. Stop, don't play with me. Um, we got options, nurses. We got options. But anyways, that, my friends, is my story on sick call guilt. I hope you're not experiencing it. If you are, if you are, um, now's a good time to change your mindset. Change your mindset. Let's have these discussions with one another about what sick call guilt is, why you experience it, and how you shouldn't. You really, really shouldn't. We're in the business of taking care of people. If anything, we should understand what it's like for people to tell people, you know, you're going to need to rest. You'll be off of work a couple of days. I know it just doesn't feel like we can do it, right? We feel like the exception to the rule, especially after what the pandemic has done to us, but we can't, we cannot, if we don't advocate for ourselves, no one else will. So let me know what you think. Again, go to nurse.org, check out the article that's accompanying this and take a look at my picture. Tell me what you think. Maybe, and we shouldn't have to, right? You shouldn't really shouldn't have to, but what if we could FaceTime our employers and say, I'm calling out sick and they could see our oopsie or our boo-boo or our, our owie. Not that you have to, but let me know. If you were my employer and I FaceTimed you with my face looking the way it did in this picture that I'm going to be sharing, would you have questioned me? Would you have said what this lady said? You haven't even started and you're already calling in sick. I feel like mm, I haven't met her yet, but when I do, I'm going to make sure I'm going to mention, I'm like, you know what? I'm Alice. Hi, I'm the nurse that you were speaking to when I called in sick. This is what my eye looked like, just by the way, because you said to me, you haven't even started and you're calling in sick. I need her to feel a little crunchy. Sometimes we got to do that, guys. And maybe that's a little pettiness in me, but hey, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm Nurse Alice, guys. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know. Have you ever experienced sick calm guilt? Let us know what you're going to do about it because we not... 2022 is almost out. We are definitely not doing this for the 2023. So let us know what you think. Make sure to share this podcast with a friend, colleague, friend, or family member, and go to your favorite podcast listening platform and rate and review the podcast. That would mean so much to me. It lets me know if I'm doing something right, doing something wrong. Um, and lets me know what you want to hear. And listen, many of you guys have emailed me your wonderful stories and thank you so much for your transparency. If it's okay, can you also put that on the reviews? Cause that would be awesome for people to hear some of your stories. Like they are so, so good. I want to thank nurse.org for being such an awesome outlet. They love nurses. They support nurses on every single level from pre-nursing, nursing, new grad, a novice nurse, experienced nurse, APRN, retired nurse, teacher, you name it. They've written an article or talked something remotely around it because they love us. And then they also write things that we should know, things are going on in profession. So check them out at nurse.org. And if you have any questions or comments for me, you can email me at nursealice at nurse.org. Would love to hear from you. You got some exciting things coming up and definitely want you to be a part of it and in the know. Um, and let me know what you want to hear on here. Maybe you want to be a guest. You know, I love talking to y'all. But until next time, make good choices, be kind to one another, and live well, my friends. 
Thanks for listening to Ask Nurse Alice. Visit nurse.org for nursing career, education, and community resources.